I was trying People to listen think, to that. It's like, yes. I was trying to think about it the other day. I was like, what is this like an adaptation of? It is a radio show. It's an adaptation. Because, you know, like nothing is really new. It's like we reinvent things. This is the radio. But on-demand radio. On-demand, ra- on-demand radio. On-demand radio shows. Thank you for choosing Bad Decisions, Good Choices as your radio show <laughs> your 2020 radio you, you, you show. came in so strong <laughs> i didn't have it <laughs> yeah yeah well we're back this is our first podcast for the month um we survived the ice apocalypse i have alexis my roommate neighbor with me i feel like i just have to introduce you <laughs> like that neighbor. now my roommate neighbor my roommate-ber. roommate roommate I'm really a fan of making things like one words. <laughs> like if we were gonna have a uh, the haves, the haves are gonna have a a team name. We would be like Colexra. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> okay, this well. sounds like a medication. <laughs> Selexa. <laughs> That's what you're thinking of. Well, what about like Lorelex? Colexra. Your needs for your daily laughs. Where did the C come from? Corrine. Oh, duh. I was thought you were We're not doing... the only ones in the house. I, know, I guess I understand Rico's probably that. offended. Yeah, Rico. Well, uh, if we have to include all the dogs' names, good lord, help us. Rico Lexra. Because <laughs> it's already... Yeah, that's perfect. Well, what about Ender and Finley? <laughs> yeah, get, it, get that in there. Rico Lexer-lee. <laughs> Okay, no, you're right. Um. Man, I'm kind of sick right now. Sick sick? Yeah, just uh, an ear infection and sinus infection. Oh, yeah. So we were, um, I was, I brought up the ice apocalypse. So we'll start, we'll start there. This has been a really wild month and 2020 has just been a wild year, but I feel like that's even cliche to say now, like. Everyone yeah, because just... it's been really, really, really bad for everybody Everyone. that I've talked to. Yeah, yeah. No one is like. Yeah, I thought I was like was special okay. or something. Yeah, <laughs> my life just sucked for like the whole time, but like yeah. sucked extra because. And I Hard. think, man, relationship problems on top of so many of the those. quarantine, and then going and actually getting the Rona. Yeah. In the middle of the ice apocalypse. Tell us, Alexis, what is what is it like to be a survivor in the year twenty twenty? Um, 
It was pretty terrible, honestly. There's like <clears throat> a lot of people. Oh, sorry, I screamed. Um, a lot of people, I think it's like 86%, feel like pretty mild symptoms. Um, I was not one of those. I mean, it was my. <laughs> It was mild in the fact of, like, I didn't have to go to the hospital, but um, I had, like, 102, 103 degree temperature for, like, four or five nights straight. Oh, my God. Um, Did you sleep at all? The whole time. It was, like, oh, yeah. it was like fever. Like a fever haze. Yeah, I I don't even remember. And the power was out, so I really did not know, like, what day it was. I remember... Um, charging my phone in the car until I finally got some Amazon packages in that had the chargers. You know what I'm saying? Where you, the, like a brick or whatever yeah. where you can charge it, charge your shit multiple times. But um, it took me like days to even get in the right mind to be able to purchase that. So I just remember oh, like wow. sleeping in my car at least twice a day so that I could, or once a day, depending on how much I was on my phone. Um, but we had no power. So the, my phone was the only thing that I could do and like watch TV. And I had to be stuck in a house for 14 days. Um, well, technically 10 days, CDC says 10 days and one day without a fever. Um, but my boss wanted it to be 14 days. So, um, and nine of those days we spent without power. I thought it was even longer than that. Because we lost it. So I, it you was like texted almost me two weeks. Tuesday evening. Yeah. It really felt like a long Jeez. time. Yeah, I'm sure it does. If you have to be in a place. Like, we, we got so lucky that. I I felt for you. I was like, oh my god, we don't have power. But like, I had somewhere I could go. Right, I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. You couldn't. Yeah, because I had coronavirus, and so it was a really pick, a big pickle, I guess, <laughs> if you will. Um, but yeah, I um, I had trouble breathing two nights, and that was exacerbated by my anxiety about it because it was like the first two nights, and so I was really anxious. Yeah. Um, really high fever, really bad headache. Uh, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, and then I started feeling better. Um, and I then lost my sense of taste and smell and I'm getting it back. It's not a hundred percent for sure. Oh wow. But I am getting it back. Some yeah. Some people never get it back. Yeah. Some That's people, horrible. it's like months long too. Yeah. I heard um, people going like six months, like still just like don't yeah. have it. I'm like, oh my god, I don't even know what I would do if I couldn't. It was taste fucking smell. me up. I you can't smell your own body, and oh. everybody I tell that to is like, oh, we'll just shower every day, and it's like, okay, well that's fine, but that fucking freaks me out. That's like how I can tell that something is going on, right? Like especially as a vagina owner, having your sense of smell yes. to check on your body is really important. <laughs> that is probably one of the more important. Yeah, yeah. It really freaked me out, dude. Um and then now after that, I got the sinus infection and ear infection from mucus being in my face basically from coronavirus. Oh no. So, 
Oh, I don't think you were here the other day when she yeah she went to the she actually thought she had strep and I was like catch a no, break but... girl yeah mm-hmm. yeah she ended up yeah. having an ear infection yeah yeah I've been to the doctor it's been like the only six months of my entire life that I've ever been without insurance like my what? whole life <laughs> what is the fucking timing and I've never been more sick than I have been in the last six months it's oh. been so fucked. My God. So expensive. I will forever make sure that I am an insured person. <laughs> <laughs> like, no fucking way. So I take saying... too many pills every day. I fucking. Yeah. yeah. What you're saying is insurance is not a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. It's That's a how fucking I feel scam. About it. It's but a fucking scam. I need it. <laughs> it's a scam that we all fucking need. Like, why? Why is this a scam that we well, all need? Well, I think the scam is that we all need it. Ooh. Right? Not that insurance in general is a scam. It's the fact that we even need fucking insurance why in the first place. Why do That's we a scam. need insurance? Great question. Well, Joe Biden. Alexis is here asking the good questions. Well, help us out. Yep. Help us poor people out, white man. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. Well, I hear, and it's just like, you know, a rumor, footsteps on the ground, that he might forgive some student loan debt. I would be impressed. Fingers and toes crossed. Fingers and toes. (laughs) For real won't help me at all (laughs) oh my god you have one of those things my dad has one of those she is referencing the it's like a crook thing that's what i call it a crook but you get it use it called that's what it's called but that it's yeah it's like a little thing that gets out your knots but it looks like an s and it has little balls and you just dig it into the fucking knots the balls are very small they're Muscle-sized balls, like muscle, <laughs> like not muscle-sized. <laughs> it's fucking. It's the truth, man. It's I weird. fucking love that shit. It's pretty weird. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, we were talking about oh, Joe at Biden least you thought about explaining what I was looking at because I wouldn't oh. have done that. <laughs> Just been like, hey, over there. <laughs> Yeah, um, Joe Biden. Joe I Biden. Know. I don't know. I don't I don't think there'll be a president for the poor people forever, but that's just I'm just cynical Same. about it. Yeah. I don't think so. Nope. I'm uh I'm pretty close on just giving up on the whole thing and I'm like I think the answer is just local local politics. Oh, really, absolutely. No, for that's sure. It's the only thing that matters. Like for really sure. truly. I mean it matters way more, right? Oh, it matters the national yeah, politics yeah. because not a lot gets done from the top. It gets done from the bottom. Right. Um, I'm actually managing a campaign for somebody running for city council. That's really cool. Yeah, I haven't told you about Are that. You, oh, no, you haven't. Are you going to go door knocking? Oh, yeah, that's a part of it, but yeah. that's mostly like um, what the volunteers do. So mm-hmm. it's just planning like events and all of that stuff. That's awesome. Designing some things if he needs it or whatever. Oh, I love that. Good for mm-hmm. you. I yeah. love that. Local that politics like, is really important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's my last two months on the executive committee of the Sierra Club, and I've been on the Sierra Club committee. What is the Sierra since Club? Since 2017. 
What is um, the Sierra Club? It's the largest um, environmental organization that exists. It was started by John Muir, which is the guy who created national parks. Oh, cool. So the Sierra Club clubbers were kind of the first people to take care of and preserve the national parks before um, there were like park rangers and stuff is my understanding i mean my god last time i sure spoke yeah in a this podcast. is the adaptation <laughs> why didn't you research this topic about it um a real sierra clubber um john muir actually was a eugenicist notes, right? though so do you he know what was, that is i'm sorry a he eugenicist was a eugenicist yeah do you know what that like is hitler like yeah, to, yeah 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 okay so uh white supremacy um so he only let in white men for a really long time what it is uh eugenics is basically the study of like uh, on the superior race for the yeah oh i like yeah. genetically breeding mm-hmm. people to become yes. a superior race yeah. like we do it in like cows and stuff and that's and so when hitler started or even doing with plants it, really I mean, you know yeah crossing truly. yeah we do it i guess innately GMOs. by ourselves when we pick <laughs> partners <laughs> i mean obviously right. that's fucking no you, you i mean people we were just talking about that people's traumas inhibit them from having yeah. that but yeah it's uh it's the same thing it's you know it's foundational that people are gonna pick partners even the smell it's a really interesting thing if you enjoy your partner's smell like say after they go on a run and they're really sweaty and gross your child will have a higher iq and it's just because what your bodies know i know science right what (laughs) yeah it's because your bodies are attracted to their um hormone or more attracted to people's hormones who are genetically different than yours so you become more attracted to people who are mm-hmm. more creating di- a diversified um, ecosystem is really important to mm-hmm. um, a society as a whole. Um, it's the same thing. It's the big reason like why monocropping is a bad idea. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So your bodies innately are, you know, designed to choose a partner that is genetically different than you are which i've always found so interesting of why people um were so against mixing race right scientifically speaking you want that to happen it's people from all over the yeah anyway well it's so interesting to me that there's still like parts of the country where like no one talks about it, but incest is for sure still like a practice, and oh, totally. that link exists. Like, I, no one talks about that, but like, yes, you would want to mix things up. Like, stop having blue babies, you fucking weirdos. I'm sorry, blue babies. What, like dead babies? No, blue baby. Okay, so this is for all you Tucky people out there from the Tucky, Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. So that's where we're from originally, and I specifically have you ever seen the Wrong Turn movies? like wrong turn oh yeah where it's like hill people who are like hill people hill people yeah. this is perfect so appalachia doing... or yep is that so that is i have never been there like to look around and to see oh, it it's for a real myself. thing this is for sure hill people are a real thing i specifically or no i think i'm thinking of like the hills have eyes well that is so actually no wrong turn is hill people as well but okay um okay. It, and it's in appalachia no you were correct like that is oh wow that is so where it's that a real yeah. thing it's actually in that little like 
area where like I think it's like where Virginia. It might be in Virginia, but it's where like Virginia, Kentucky, like that Appalachian okay. area. Cumberland Gap. I don't really know specifically where that well, is anymore. Kentucky you do. history. <laughs> Have you been there? <laughs> no, that's just where people crossed over from Virginia to Kentucky. Oh really? Oh wow, I missed that. It's yeah. been wow. Look at you knowing your Kentucky stuff. Yeah, so the I always uh, maybe it's a rumor still, but I'm pretty sure it's fucking not. There are hill people out there, like. Yeah. Well, I know I have watched. So but when you inbreed, they create blue people. That's so blue. Yeah. yeah so like when you they ha- start having like a blue tint to it. Yeah. Weird. Okay. I will I've never Google this after and make sure that I'm correct before I fucking okay. put this podcast out. But that's yeah, the idea. Yeah. But, but that's I've how they seen... get all like in that movie. They show like all the like deformed mm-hmm. like kids. Mm-hmm. From all this like inbreeding, and that that part is real. I yeah. have seen, I have seen one video on YouTube of a family that inbred the whole like I don't know what it is. It's this Oof. guy. So basically, this guy goes around and interviews people, and um, it's been my only you know I'm. I didn't ever connect the dots between the movies and these people until just now when you're telling me that. So that's why I was like, this is real. This is real. But <laughs> I remember seeing this movie and it or this YouTube video and this guy is like, <clears throat> I'll have to send it to you. They can't um, form full sentences yeah. They um this this man would just like make a bunch of like random noises. Mm-hmm. Um they do have deformities and it's like one of the kids can speak and she speaks for all of them. And there's like wow. uh, several brothers and sisters and they're all very old now. Um, and I don't think they continued to inbreed after their parents did. And I think they're all single and they all live with each other and they live in a place that looks like, um, a shanty in a, you yeah, know, in uh, the hills. Yeah. Well, I guess in the Probably. hills, but I was thinking like a foreign country or something, oh, you know, like yeah. the closest thing that I have experienced to that is Hawaii where on the big island, there's a really big drug problem and the big mm-hmm. island isn't super touristy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stayed there for two weeks, and there's people who are actually living with, like, metal siding houses. Like, yeah. building houses out of metal yeah. siding. Yeah. And that's been my only experience of, oh, okay. like, that level of poverty. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I guess I I guess I really haven't, like, no, personally known, but I feel like back home in Kentucky, and even, like, out in rural Oklahoma, I oh, think I'm you sure, can see yeah. stuff that's kind of like that. Um not not like in foreign countries you're absolutely hawaii is i didn't know it was like that there peru it's kind of weird now looking back that i fucking did this but <laughs> there was a tour that we could take where you could tour their shanty town in per- in lima oh weird. and i was like so they you get to tour that district is what no basically way. how they're marketing the tour but you're driving through this like impoverished area where like kids are like basically naked playing soccer kind of mm-hmm. like it's that kind of poor and they are living in these what you're saying is like a metal like metal like, siding house yep. yeah and like yeah. all through and it's crazy because when you look out onto the city of peru you can see it because it's like in it kind of goes 
it's like on in the hillside of mm-hmm. Peru. I don't even know how to in Lima, but where it goes, it's a lot of like really colored houses. Like yes. so it's a bunch of like mm-hmm. different colored metal mm-hmm. and it's very different just to see from like a bird's eye view without even going in the town. You just kind of look out at the city and you can immediately tell where shanty where the shanty part is mm-hmm. of the city. And I, and I forget why it was it's such a big part of the city. I'll have to go back and like well, see what I, I mean, got from that tour. I'm sure but... that they're trying to just get money in whatever way that they can. Yes. So having tours of it. Yes, but I'm like, but how like, much what is a pe- white person? I know. Thing today? I know. I was like, who is benefiting from this? I want to see how people horrible. in third world countries live. Yeah, I think I, I remember because it goes. It might be that like I want to say there's a landmark at the top of the hill that we were going, and maybe that's like. You drove through it or we something. drove through it and so they marked it like i mean Here, i would still Peru. be interested in seeing that yeah. i mean it makes it makes sense that it exists i'm not talking straight shit no. at all i'm no but it, it did seem that's how that was my impression as well i was like oh like i got on the tour and i got done i was like what the fuck did i just like yeah i i don't know it was it kind of hit me a little different i was like this is cool i just i hope i i supported something that was not like you know, Somebody, using them yeah, or something. Yeah. Because I felt like that a lot when we ended up in... So Lima is the capital of Peru. And uh, in the middle of the country is where Machu Picchu is. And so the town, Aguas, Caliente, Aguas Calientes is the town that you go to. And then you'll get like your train. Like you'll stay in the town. You'll catch your train up to the top of Machu mm-hmm. Picchu. But in there, I felt like this is for sure white people tours like the indigenous people are for sure getting like gentr you know like yeah yeah. like i can tell all the shit i bought i was like i really am pretty sure this did not come like there's no way these people made this this came from china and that makes me really sad but also like what am i gonna like this is how they're making their money now right it's like uh you know chichen itza is like that too in mexico how far I'm trying to think of I'm stone trying to think of how, <laughs> how far do you have to go to oppose the system when the system is so integrated into I guess the system you know our <laughs> like culture. our our culture yeah, our, our culture, lives or their live. culture their lives um you know is that providing something to their society is that providing some sort of income for the country as a whole yeah is it is it a good thing i think it's hard to know but at the same time it's it's almost like where is the middle ground between full anarchy and then just becoming a robot right and so finding out like i i mean i don't know how i even necessarily feel because i feel like i'm not educated enough about about the situation Mm -hmm. but i i feel like what you're doing is helping them but that might be a very like privileged view to view to have yeah yeah i I mean it could be taking advantage too i i felt similarly when i went to new orleans yeah i felt 
Yes, I did I, as well. I did not New like Orleans my time there. I did not like my time there at all. First of all, it's the South, and I had never gone on a vacation to the South before, except for Florida, and that doesn't really count. Uh, yeah, to, like, it's kind of like a weird, it's a weird version. Um, <laughs> Florida's are their own thing. I've, <laughs> I've literally that. never been more, I've always gone to like Seattle, California, you know, like yeah. um, Colorado, whatever. And that's not just South, that's like the deep, like what you would call probably i think georgia is more that but like dirty south yeah that's exactly what new orleans and new orleans to me when i went i don't know what your experience was but i also felt like people were so fucking poor and it's so sad like everyone has a scam everyone yes everyone has a scam Mm -hmm. me and my ex when we went we had the i'll tell this story actually because it's really interesting this is my like I was just glad that we we walked away and only gave the guy like had to give him twenty dollars. Like that's kind of <laughs> how I felt. The shoe guy. The shoe guy. Dude, I have everyone this has story this goddamn too. story. So if you've never fucking been to New Orleans and been scammed by the Keep shoe guy, walking. this is a PSA. Yeah, you know. Listen, so my they ex do it to, and it's I on went... the internet. You Google it after you can see it. Like yes. people talk about this. The shoe guy on Bourbon Street, New Orleans. Let me tell you Louisiana. where you got them shoes. Where, I'll tell you where I got you got those shoes you got them right here on the streets of new orleans yeah because he said he's he'll make you shake like you shake on it fucking he did the whole thing oh like yeah sale. no this motherfucker just Dude. squirted shit on my ex's shoes and was yes. like that's 20 bucks that's exactly what he he said <laughs> no and this guy he's he squirts shit literally this looks like it's from a tresemme bottle like it looks like shampoo, shampoo. yeah in a fucking yeah, that's how what it is so what this guy does so everyone that you'll fucking know because listeners need to know this is a PSA when you go to New Orleans, Louisiana, and some guy walks up to you and says, "Hey, hey, how about a shoe shine?" You're like, "No, nah, man, I'm wearing Vans. I'm wearing fucking Vans. What the fuck are you gonna shine on Vans?" He shined the little white sole fucking part. So like, you fucking twat, like I, this dude. <laughs> I went with my ex, and his family lives outside of New Orleans. And um, we went to hang out with his family before we actually, like, did the fun stuff. And we stayed, like, on Bourbon Street, basically. We, we just did, had a too. Walk. Yeah. And um, – or in the French Quarter, I guess, technically. But mm-hmm. um, so his uncle straight up says, if somebody stops you on the street, just keep walking. Yeah. Especially if they're talking about your shoes. They – or says something. He doesn't go too de- in detail about it, but straight up tells him it's a scam. Don't don't even mess with it. And we're walking, and he stops him. And th- my ex had gotten these fancy ass shoes that we had to go to a specific store to get, <laughs> and there was only an X amount of them. So whenever the guy said, "Let me tell you where you got them shoes." Mm-hmm. And I say it in that way specifically because that's exactly that's how, how they it. say it, so that. They can say that you it's improper English, right? It's using improper yep. English to scam somebody. So um he was like, Oh, well, yeah, tell me where you, where I got my shoes from, yeah. bitch. Yep, They're special, yep. you know. Um, and I was just saying, No, we gotta go, no, we gotta go. But the thing that fucked me up the most, which still makes me there I have a couple stories, but this one is the kids playing drums with paint buckets in the streets Mm -hmm. and there was a family who was out there and it it was obvious that it was a whole family um either they were cousins brothers and sisters i don't know 
and they were just intense with it and playing really hard and they sent the smallest one out to beg people for money Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even begging it was kind of accusatory it was like like you watched our show you watched our show you have to pay us or you took a video of us that's five dollars um yeah which you know good for them but that's how they're hustling yeah 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 yeah. i'm not upset with the hustle I'm upset but that the mom sad. was on the corner yelling at her kids to play faster mm-hmm. when all of this was going on. And I was just like, wow, what a, can you imagine what a life? It's summertime. You're out of school. Yep. You're fucking six years old and you're learning how to hustle that fucking hard at yep. six because your mom is on the side of the street screaming at you mm-hmm. in a place that poverty is rampant and it's a bunch of white people go there to get fucked up yeah and for bachelor parties or whatever mardi gras the whole thing but the truth is that that city what happened was after katrina that city could never be rebuilt to what it was people are still still so bad like far behind because that city was just it wasn't ready no one was ready for it i mean it was a shit show afterwards yeah like Harvey, I went to Hurricane Harvey and I heard horror stories of Katrina before I went. So I was expecting like, fuck, we're going to be pulling like bodies out, like doing the whole thing. Like that's the shit I heard from Katrina because my unit that went, they were like a QRF, like they were actually like patrolling. Mm-hmm. Like it was a thing that we weren't just like there. When we, we did it, Harvey was, we went and we actually like were giving food to people and like helping them at the Red Cross. Like it was a very, very like... By far one of the coolest missions I've done with That's the cool. guard. Yeah, because you actually get to like help people. Right. That was not what I heard about Katrina. And that city just never recovered. I want to tell this shoe scam because it really, I it just, it blew my mind that this, because the way we got got, I was like, how, how did I miss that? Because I'm not like, my ex was like, oh a yeah, talk no to one people. told you beforehand. No one told, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they do the same thing. They're like, oh, it's the shoe guy. Just keep walking. And then they never tell you what actually happened. Mm-hmm. This is what fucking happened. This is how they get you. So the guy walks up and he's like, hey man, you want a shoe shine? And my ex, he had on Vans. Like he didn't even have on nice shoes, but he's also the same. Like they probably target like, at, like guys that look like they'd argue or like be out like oh no man fuck you like you can't oh yeah remember. like yeah machos yeah so my i'm like no nah, man there's no way and i was like there's no fucking how i, I was like this is obviously a scam because like why else would you bet on this because there's no fucking way this guy was gonna we were in town on our way moving from colorado to florida my ex was from jersey and I was from Oklahoma. There's, I don't even know where he had those, like where he bought those shoes. I have no idea. But he asks you, where do you got those shoes? My ex is like, no, man, there's no way. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, well, I'll tell you, if I get it, if I get it right, you owe me a shoe shine. Yeah, you give me 20 bucks. You give me, you give, well, and he didn't even say that. He just said a shoe shine. And so, and as soon as he gets around, he gets down, starts fucking. You know, he's like, well, I'll tell you where you got your shoe. Like, you know, you're an honest man, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Shakes my hand. Like, you're an unbiased, pro- you know, you shakes my hand. And it's funny. It's like kind of, haha. you got your shoes right here on Bourbon Street, man. New Orleans, Louisiana. And you're like, ha, ha, ha. Okay. Like, that's funny. Like, good joke. And I reached in. I remember being like, okay, cool. I was going to give him $5. Like, I even reached him. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, we'll just pay him and keep moving. Because obviously this is his, like, shtick. No. He was like, that'll be $15. And me and Josh were like, 
no, we have like five dollars. Like I was like, I have five dollars. Josh was like, yeah, man, I don't have any cash on me. I was like, all I have is this five, babe. He's and then the guy's like, no, it's cool. There's an ATM right over there. <gasps> Follows you to the ATM. And then I, because re- I remember this and I was like, oh my God, he's going to fucking rob us at the ATM. Cause that I remember like he follows us and there's, I remember looking around and seeing him like make eye contact with another guy that's standing there. And I'm like, I just this hope we get out me. of this. Yeah. I just hope we get out of this. Like, I, I don't care what happens. Like, I just don't want to die right here on Bourbon Street, New Orleans, Louisiana. And he was like, it was $15. And then, of course, he goes, he gets, it's an ATM. So it gives him a 20. 20. And he's like, here, do you have it? He's like, no, how about 15 for the shine and five for the lesson? So we gave him the 20 and we walked away. Oh, my God. It was the worst fucking night of my life, too. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> like, God, yeah, so, I didn't enjoy myself. I didn't. I, didn't I remember feeling like the vibes are just so, so weird. bad. Yeah. It's like just. It was just a botchery everywhere. Is, just because the strippers just are like in the streets. And it's like not. I love strippers. I love strip clubs. But like this city's vibe, it just feels dirty. Like it, it doesn't feel fun. Like when I go to a strip club, I'm like, this is fun. Right. Like, when I'm going out to drink and, like, to have a night, like, that's what you think about New Orleans. You're like, yeah, debauchery. Yeah, exactly. But it's not. It feels filthy. Yeah. Is what it feels. It feels grimy and mm-hmm. bad. Well, because it is. I mean, by the it end of the It smells like night, piss. I will yeah, not take it back. So the many... whole state smells like that shit to well, me. Well, I don't know about the whole state. Okay, but... it smells like a swamp, but the whole state smells like a swamp to it's me. And New Orleans dry. smells like piss. I don't take it back. But New Orleans streets, I mean, they have to take out the trash so often by the end of it. I mean, we had a great time during the days. Like yes, we would it's go... beautiful. And we didn't yeah. even stay that long, which is what I Oh, we stayed for a while. I, yeah. I was upset. We were literally like, let's just stay on our way from Oklahoma to Panama City because that's where we're moving and it's on the way and it'll be one night. So we just got fucked up, and I, I've honestly, I've never went back. I never wanted to. It, there's a it lot of fun things to do there. There, and I, and the food is the best food I've ever had, straight up. So good, it's amazing, and yeah, it's no. worth it just for the food. Red beans but, and rice is my favorite food. Well, it's not ever. even the red beans and rice. It's like the fresh seafood, mm-hmm. the gumbo. Yeah, the fucking oysters so good anyway Mm. so um keep talking dirty i know right (laughs) um but there's some cool things so like there was like an alligator thing that i went on oh cool um but there were really disrespectful like frat boys who were there for a bachelor party and we were like driving through areas and this was only a couple years ago we were driving through areas that still hadn't been fixed from Katrina. So this is like 10 years, right? It's like that a yeah. long time at that point. Um, and these frat dudes are just like wasted and being assholes in the car and shit like that in the middle of this tour of people's <laughs> destroyed homes. I don't know. It's just like the that, people taking selfies at Auschwitz yeah. or something. I don't know. But yeah, that was another moment where I was like, wow, look around. It's white people on this bus. (laughs) We are. I try not to hate one way or the other too much just because I'm like, I don't support any 
I try not to support two extreme grounds, but white people really do be doing the dumbest shit sometimes, <laughs> and I just can't, like, I can't deny, you like, can't that's deny not that. me being, that's it's not, not even, you being polarizing at all. Like, why are y'all doing some of the shit well, that you're doing? Well, the deal, there's why? a lot of white people you're in the world. You're embarrassing, stop. In New Orleans, specifically, white people be acting real dumb. White people will be doing the most. Yeah. Fuck it's you like for taking advantage of Cocaine and whiskey. It. Oh, man. <laughs> so blow pop ASMR. Mm-hmm. You got it. Sure. Is that recording? Brought to you by the haves from Bad Decisions, Good Choices. Blow pop ASMR. I'm nervous. <laughs> I can't hear it, so I don't know how it sounds. <laughs> i'm gonna figure out how to tag my podcast episode so that it goes to like people with asmr things i don't know today. we'll listen to it back and maybe even cut it maybe it sounds disgusting i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> the vape ones on the last one are like i i fuck with it oh really yeah i thought you cut it I don't think so. I think mm. there was one that made it in. Maybe it didn't. But either way, Maybe we did. Maybe one of them um, did. Yeah. I threw away the gum. <laughs> I wonder what that sounds like. I'm interested to hear it. Yeah? You can stop it and play it back. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're going again. <laughs> I wonder if everybody else thinks we're as funny as we think we are. <laughs> if you don't fuck off, okay? I don't know why you're here. That's really defensive. If There's you don't, so... give me the time to prove it to you. Oh, wow. Then I'm hilarious. Because <laughs> I will. <laughs> people, honestly, it always blows my mind the amount of time people go to hate on things on the internet. I'm like, oh my god, I don't even have time for that. Like, I dude. guess I wasn't even thinking about the internet. I just meant in real life. Oh, like, yeah. I am a hard worker when it comes to making people laugh. Like, it's my favorite thing ever. Oh. So when I meet somebody that doesn't laugh at my jokes, I fucking get down with them so hard because I'm like... I'm going to get you so good. And it's always like they won't laugh at my jokes for a really long time and then I'll say something and it's like they laugh at all my jokes that I've said for the last six months at once, you know, that hard. They finally clicks. Yeah, it's like, and then from that point on, they, they... like get my sense of humor you know you're but, like a del- <clears throat> it's delayed gratification yeah yeah i love taste. delayed gratification I, I mean i also don't but <laughs> in the situation of laughing i really like it whenever i don't make people laugh at first and then you finally get it and then i finally get it nice yeah it's a challenge it's worth mm-hmm. the chase mm-hmm. well i'm going to um segue into asking about you because now we're oh, at okay. the end and I want people to know about you. Okay, sure. Yeah, so as we discussed, Alexis is my roommate-ber. Roommate-ber. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't get back into this. I can't. Neighbor-mate. <laughs> neighbor-mate. Neighbor-mate. Room-neighbor. Room-neighbor. Room-neighbor-mate? Neighbor-mate. That was yeah. the... Okay. It's like postmates. So my neighbor-mate. It sounds mm-hmm. kind of British. Yeah, it kind of does. Hey, neighbor-mate. Neighbor mate. Neighbor mate. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> Lex is my neighbor mate. 
Alexis Miller, my neighbor mate. Oh God, she is, last uh, name and all. Yeah, last name and all. This is my this is my bitch. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, what you would want people to know about you. Let's go with like name, age, where you're from, where you grew up, and okay. how you got here. Because I think <clears throat> this how is I got my. Here. We talked about a little bit about this yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I like this. This is how she ended up in the halves. The halves. Um. <clears throat> okay. I'm still sick, so sorry. We can cut that part. <laughs> um, that's not good at ASMR. Really let our fans down just now. <laughs> Clearing my throat. There's always someone that likes the mediocre. Don't worry about it. Okay. Um, so Alexis Miller, age 28, just turned 28. Not sure I, how I feel about it, but it's it's happening, so I think I have to accept it. Um, I'm from Tulsa. Where people are way cooler, it seems. Really? Yeah, guys are way more attractive in Tulsa. They're all like skater dudes, you know, like hipster, like oh. in bands. And... I don't know that that's my type, but I mean, maybe it's my it could type be. for sure. It could be. Yeah. <clears throat> we'll have to go to Tulsa. In Oklahoma City, they're a little bit uh, fancy mm. here. Interesting. Um, Tulsa's very jeans and t-shirt vibes. Okay. Oklahoma City, you can kind of get away with wearing some funky outfits. You can do that in Tulsa, too. But, like, what are we talking about? I'm really <laughs> into here. I love that. There's just different fashion time, in so. different regions, you He's know? Like it's love- a little bit more, like, Instagram-y in Oklahoma City. No, I see that. I yeah. definitely see that. I saw, actually, it, it's funny that you're saying that. I saw a TikTok the other day that a girl from Oklahoma actually did, like, where people are from. I think Tulsa was mm. kind of that like jeans hipster. Yeah, look. yeah, I it's it, very. So I like, knew what you were talking about. You want to look like you're. I've never really in no effort at all, but it takes like hours to look. <laughs> but that you're way. styled. Yes, styled, you're styled, no but like homeless. Sounds like my type. That's what I'm saying. I That's call that my type of guy. Hobo did chic. you shower today? <laughs> You did, but it, you don't look like it, and that's perfect for <laughs> you me. You did, but you for sure did not wash your hair for the last week and a half, yeah. and that's okay, because we okay. don't either. Even yep. if you don't shower, that's okay. Yep. Whatever <laughs> floats your boat. Just, please don't Just get as long me. as you look like a little miniature, like, Tony Hawk character. <laughs> Off the skater boy. Effortless. <laughs> Video game. I'm down. Tattoos. Ooh, even better. Come at me, baby. Sign me up. Especially if they're <laughs> shitty ones. I love to date guys with shitty tattoos for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's not something I'm proud of. Um, okay, Anyways. so I moved to Norman to go to school. And I graduated. I was a chemist mm-hmm. for six months. You graduated from OU, correct? Graduated from okay. OU. Um, or a lab assistant Ooh. and whatever, doing chemistry. And... Then I was a, what is it, uh, a counselor at OU. I came back to OU and I started working there. And okay. so I worked for the department that I graduated from. Sorry, the weed. It really, like, sometimes you blank out for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I worked for the then. department that I graduated from and I, like, helped kids with their schedules and helped them basically not kill themselves in college. It's really difficult transition, um, yeah. especially for people who have very close relationships with their parents. Um, Mm -hmm. To live on their own by themselves and be so separated or distant. Some of them, you know, even across the country um, or from other countries. I had a few uh, students that were 
um, from China. Um, mm -hmm. And my, uh, you know, there was two counselors, and so we had certain letters of the alphabet. So in my group of kids, um, I took care of like 160 kids, I think, at one point. Um, it was really challenging, and it weighed on me because a lot of people don't come in saying how great they're doing. It's yeah. a lot of kids who want to quit school. Um, a lot of people need help. And for me, college was really, really difficult. I had to um, pay for several years of college by myself. I worked, went to school, and then I came home and I worked at Scratch. Okay. Till 10 p.m., 9.30, 10. And then I would go bartend. At, uh, it was called Logan's on the Corner or Logie's now. I worked at it when it was Logie's. I don't know okay. why I tell people Logan's on Is the Corner. Is that on Campus some people, Corner? Yeah, some okay. people know about it. Um, it's like the busiest bar on Campus Corner. Um, and it's Frat Daddy Central. It's like mm. one of those bars. Yeah. Like 747 yeah. was like way back. I don't really dating myself. 747 <laughs> was like when I first, you know, when I was a freshman and like came to college, but. Yeah, I never partied on campus corner. Well, I wasn't it's a freshman. One of the things I have not done yet. I just have never lived close enough there mm. to justify. Well, we can definitely go sometimes. Oh, yeah, because yeah, Allie lives up there. Huh? Yeah, you and she loves doing game day. I love that. I, I hate it. But I used to work game day. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I didn't. Yeah. Okay. okay so. And I want to correct myself. I went to community college for a year and a half and then went to OU. Mm. Um, But... So after that job, I started working as an endangered species biologist at OU. Um, it was a really cool job. That's cool. It was like my dream job, like the pinnacle of my career, if anything. I kind of peaked early, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a roller I felt coaster. like I was going to die in it, though. And it was really consuming. And during the pandemic, I was working from home. Mm. And I do not do well working from home. Like, I just do not do well. And I was in a really unhealthy relationship at the time with somebody who lost their mind multiple times throughout our relationship. So much so that I'd have to, like, I remember one time um, it got so bad with him that I had to take two weeks off and work from home for, like, two weeks, I think, or, or like, a week and a half. I want to do, I want to be honest and do it justice. I can't remember exactly how long, um, but, you know, quite a while that I took off to stay home with him to make sure that he wasn't going to, like, kill himself because he wanted to be um, put into, like, checked in to a yeah. hospital. And I was like, we and don't they, have the money for that. Yeah. That's going to be thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. I've done that and yep. it's thousands <laughs> of dollars. Um, I'll work from home and stay here with you and make sure that like you're okay and mm -hmm. that you're getting up and that we're going on walks and like it's just gonna kind of be like a mental health break for you. I think he quit his job at that time too because he was like about to lose his mind, air quotes, at Damn. the job. Um, anyway... Uh, so with all the stress of the relationship at the time, we had just moved into a new house. And so we were having to live in a house that was being remodeled 
with like no washer and dryer, sometimes no working water, no hot water for a long time, no heat for a long time, no floors. I mean, anything oh, that you're you talking can like imagine. an actual remodel. Like gutted. Yeah. And uh, then living wow. t- like tent, like basically living in the bones of a house wow, as yeah. people are putting it together. And I'm trying to fucking work from home at the same time and help with all of the renovations and painting and all that shit. Um, and so I kind of like cracked and he was so not well mentally at the time. I and mean, he's really helpful whenever I was having problems with work. He would like sit in there with me and like give me confidence to like stand up for myself in some of these meetings and stuff. But the amount that he was like helping around the house um, or keeping things functioning whenever I was not functioning was like. It basically, it like got me to that point where it was like, I felt like I was running on a treadmill and, and just like getting nowhere. Um, and so I quit my job and I was like, I'm going to go work in the cannabis industry. Um, just because. Because I was kind of losing my fucking mind. In your job working at home. Yeah, in my job home. working at gotcha. home. I was like, I and need to do something. And it's because you were something. at home, you think? <clears throat> it was because I was at home. I was a, I wasn't getting help, and like you know, we all you were dramatize things but about our relationship. But I was like working people. from home, mm-hmm. and um, he is a writer, and it was hard for me to justify somebody being unemployed and spending days on Adderall and drinking writing things that they would send off and never get any traction Mm -hmm. with and it's like i get that you're unemployed right now um but the world is going still and i'm having to continue to work and um i know writing is very important to you but at this point it's not what pays your bills and what pays our our bills bills is the yeah and um it's also preventing the house from getting done because I'm not getting help doing things because you're um writing and and maybe that's not supporting somebody's dreams um that's what I was accused of mm. um but it was just needing help and somebody seeing me struggle and um not helping i don't know no that's i feel like we've gotten on this whole tangent thing um but anyway that relationship ended um after i started working in the cannabis industry and the part of it was he was going back to work and he was going to be making almost as much as i was making so he was going to take over a majority of the things that i had been paying for Mm. since he was working and i was going to be able to work in a job that paid me like half as much um, but then he ended our relationship and, um, I had to move out and I moved into a house that was more expensive by a lot, mm. you know, that I was paying there, um, and had to get a new car within the same first couple months. Yeah. Um, and I had to buy that. basically all new shit for my house. I didn't even have a bed because I had gotten rid of my bed whenever he moved in with me. 
Because we are getting married. <laughs> the things we do for love. Um, and that's how I ended up an old cranky woman yeah. living, living next in door the house. to you. Yeah. <laughs> really like went on a tangent there. But basically, I guess what I was trying to, you know, I'm stoned. And what I was trying to say is I needed a lot of help and when he needed a lot of help i made sure to do the things necessary to get him back up on his feet and i don't feel like that was given to me it was not in the same fashion um whether he didn't know how to i doubt because i made it very clear (laughs) but (laughs) um you know i just needed help and i was drowning and the job seemed oh yeah and i applied to grad school because i was quitting my job to go back to grad school and work in the cannabis industry for fun and i didn't get into grad school that was like the beginning of all of the the downhill yeah i didn't get into grad school he broke up with me the day after my family traveled halfway across the country from north carolina to be there to try on wedding dresses literally the day after i did that he broke up with me um and then, you know, it's just really, I don't even need to go into it, but it's just really been like the hardest six months of my entire life. Um, and now he's dating one of his friends. I'm friendly with her. I'm a friend to her. I did her makeup at her wedding, you know? So, um, so he's a friend fucker. He did that with his ex-wife and me. So women, if yes. somebody does something to the partner that they're with before you, they're most likely going to do it to you too. Are you um okay with sharing his name? Because I mean, it's it's oh, like a it's my. just because it's like a a, a classic <laughs> a classic. Like think of put like three three names in your head right now. Whichever ones you think those are, it's probably uh Chad, Brad, or Kyle. It's one of those. It's, we don't even have to oh say yeah, it. yeah, no. yeah. I thought you meant like no. putting him on blast. I was no, like, no, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> no, but, I wouldn't do that. Um, yeah, it's like, I just like think slam it's a beer on your forehead and yeah. Uh, but he's not like that at all. He it was um, another way, kind of like. No, he's very like. Uh, I'm a shitty person and I own it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever met those people? <laughs> It's we like, love those people. Those are our, our ex-boyfriends. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm a bad boy, you know. Like, I'm crazy. That's how he gets women too. He, we used to be best friends. That's what I'm saying. He's a friend fucker. Yes. yes. Uh, we used to be best friends, and um, he would tell me that he'd go out on dates with these women and just tell them like the craziest shit that he was doing or done to like either scare them off or he knew that it was the right type of girl because they would like him more. Oh and I was God. like, wow, that sounds like a really healthy way to choose yes, him. Oh, job. the best part about this friend fucker story, oh, yes, though, is she left her husband for him. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. <laughs> Snaps, bitch. The Christian. one you did the, the makeup. The, yeah, 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 she yeah. Left she left her husband yeah. to be with. And I didn't know, the but the first Kyle. time that we broke up, so we broke up and uh, he was telling me that he was talking to a girl who um, they had they had broken up for a little while and they started talking whenever they first broke up, but then they had gotten back together and they were trying it out, but they continued to talk and fuck each other. So they were like cheating, you know. 
and <laughs> I'm stoned. <laughs> In other words, if you, if you didn't catch on to what that fucking was, oh, it's God. cheating. It's cheating. Chad Brad or Kyle. <laughs> oh my God. So, oh, I'm so embarrassed. Okay, 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 okay. You don't have to talk about this. No, I love it. I love it. So, I think it's hilarious. So, if you're going to talk so, about it, I will not stop you. No, I feel like if there's people, people listening to this podcast, they would be appreciative. I, they haven't heard from you in a month. It can be a little thank long. You, thank but, you. It can um, be long. And also, like, who in coronavirus that was in a relationship, like, did not go through it? Like, people not are not meant to be general. around each other like that. They're yes. just not. It was not great. They are not, um, dude. So he told me about this girl, and he was like, yeah, she cooks for me. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like it's a fucking bar. Okay, it's a high ass bar. Right? Bro. Is that a high ass bar? Corrine being here makes me laugh so much more. It's her laugh every Normally time. Normally, I can just me, like right? say a joke and keep it together, no. but I feel like I'm on an episode of SNL and keep fucking breaking. Isn't it great? She, I don't. Sometimes I don't know if I'm actually funny or I've just like conditioned her to my humor sometimes because she gets me like every punchline. She's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I'm funny." I'm funny. I love being funny. She's the best. She's um, a great hype man. But and what the fuck was I great. saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> no, that was just the joke part. But um, so, oh, he's telling me about this girl, and he was like telling me oh, yeah. that um, it was kind of serious, and that she was gonna like leave her leave her boyfriend for him. He kept calling her a boyfriend, so that oh. I wouldn't know. And I knew that he was going to Tulsa because literally the okay so he broke up with me and then the next day i come home from work and i get on his computer because i'm like what the fuck is this guy thinking like we're like we just spent thousands of dollars on a fucking wedding like not weeks ago you know yes what the fuck is going on to plan the rest of our lives yeah together. yeah yes. so i go through his wow. emails and i signed he signed up for uh, an app called field and it's a threesome app and then i lose my goddamn shit because <laughs> i'm like wow motherfucker you can break up with me and then feel so unaffected that you're living you in the make- same house as me and trying to fuck other people yeah. like how disrespectful Red flag. This is why you listen to your red flags. Ah, yes. Um, so then he's going on all these trips to Tulsa. And none of the shit connected because he has a friend that lives in Tulsa, but none of the shit connected. So I knew that he was going to Tulsa a lot. I knew that he was seeing a girl that had like a boyfriend. Um, and we got back together and he said that he cut things off with everybody but i don't know if that's necessarily true Mm. i don't think that he went to tulsa to see her but i think he was probably still talking to her yeah um because he was so crazy well i don't like to use that he was so um intense about what i was doing who i was doing it with going through my phone like projecting looking at looking at messages that were like from the night that we got back together um instead of like stuff that had been going on while we were together you know what i'm saying like yeah and that's a little bit of a 
different that situation kind of has a little bit of backstory where maybe he is a little bit justified in the way that he felt about it but it doesn't i mean there's it's it's yeah. you know it's it's bullshit there's, at this point but yeah um so yeah i find out through instagram um because she's posting pictures of them saying that she like misses him and that she has a lonesome heart for him and like a a, a love God, I sound like such a creeper. Um, uh, like some neon light that said love or something. I don't know. It was just but like it was all also, of the dots connected yeah. at once. It was like my synapses finally like, but oh shit, it's been that, her this whole time. It was the way he was looking at her was what it was. Because it was them in, in like a neon, the neon heart sign picture. Is yeah, that what yeah, you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like the way he's like, like they're definitely just side by side. But it's like a let's laugh and like well it's like look at each other and I'm you like you literally have yeah. texted me and asked me for to find you drugs while you're in Oklahoma City visiting him and I didn't know recently after we broke up called me mm-hmm. um also asked me how I was doing and I like talked to her like a friend would talk to a friend about how they were doing like I'm not doing great my fiance and I are no longer together it's huh. fucked me up mentally. Yeah. I'm not even ready to even think about mm-hmm. dating anybody. Um, or I don't even have the propensity to like anyone. I mean, Jesus Christ, I've swiped so many times <laughs> that I can't find, you know, my thumb hurts and I haven't found one person that I'm actually attracted to. I hate um, that part of dating apps. For and like, it's uh, not them. It's no, totally me. And a, like, yeah. I don't have the propensity to actually be involved with somebody right now. So not only is it you know, I'm feeling disrespected in the way that, like, wow, you immediately just jumped into a relationship with somebody who's, like, our friend. (laughs) Wow, you have her asking me for drugs because you know I wouldn't get them for you. Yes. Wow, you, now she's checking on me, asking asking me very personal, and I'm being very honest about, like, because I'm an honest person. Because how could you, and also how would, And then I'm yeah. finding out through Instagram, so yeah. I confront him about it, and I'm, like, mad, so I use fuck several times, <laughs> and he, basically, I say, I wish you respected me enough to tell me instead of me finding out through fucking Instagram or something like that. Right. Or I wish you fucking respected me enough. I can't remember. But he said, um, I don't respect you. And then I was really <sighs> upset about this for a while because being respected is something that's like really, really important to me. Yeah. Um, I'm very about, you know, the way things are perceived to the world and how I'm perceived to the world. And... um. I like to be respected and I've already felt so disrespected at my job and just like a few areas in my life recently that it was like the cherry on top of the cake. So I was like pretty upset about that statement for a while. Um, But then I realized telling you this story about how he immediately got on that dating app or whatever that he didn't respect me the entire time. He didn't respect my money. He didn't respect me going to work. He Mm. didn't respect the amount of time that I was putting into the situation. Um, And I think it's impossible to respect other people when you don't respect yourself. And that's really something that um, I think he struggles with. Because whenever people are okay with being the bad person or being crazy, 
Um, it's because they have no respect for themselves. Well, People don't. Yeah. I mean, you respect yourself. You care about yourself. You love yourself. You take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have the capability of then taking care of other people. Yeah. Um, I um I have a I've said this on this podcast before. This is not my quote, but I love it and I really try to stand by it. But your mental illness is almost never your fault, but it is your responsibility. You not taking responsibility and just saying, like, oh, this is the shit that happened to me and now I just want to push it on people to find who will put up with it instead of working on myself to fix it yeah i didn't think about that it's such an unhealthy in my opinion because all the ups and downs you're fucking tired right but i try so fucking hard not to be that person that's like let me and not that like anyone reaching out for help is ever a burden but I always want to know that I'm taking the right steps for the people around me. Not enabling them. Yeah, because yeah. I, of course I want someone to f- <clears throat> to fucking take care of me. Of course you do. No one, when they feel depressed, wants someone like wants to get up and do the things that they need to do. Right. Of course right. they feel like they can't work. Of course you want to sit and play guitar and write because that's what you like creating is like it helps right it's like you know that's what i kind of said is like there's there's like um there's obligations and there's desires and you are feeding into your desires but the argument was always that writing was an obligation not a desire and so it got to a point where i was like fine as long as you're fucking writing during the as long as you're doing something during the day and not literally sleeping and laying in bed for like 24 hours (laughs) a day then i'm fine with it but it was almost like which is crazy it was almost like it had gotten so that's what i'm saying it almost had gotten so fucking bad that it was like I didn't care what happened as long as something happened, but that should never be... Because your obligation is actually not writing. Your obligation was our life together and... That we're building. Yes. Yeah. And mostly, and that, that this sucks, this is a really hard awakening for everyone that reaches past the age of 18, but it's fucking bills, bro. Mm-hmm. It's not writing. Well, the thing like, is, is he's always been taken care of. So yeah. that he like Holy got shit. married super young and... He apparently took care of her financially, but I just can't even imagine that lifestyle because that's not what I knew at all. No. Um, But living across the street from his mom, his mom coddles him and enables him to behave in terrible ways and do do whatever. Um, And I think it's just I stopped enabling him and started calling him out on shit and stopped thinking that his mental health was like somewhat endearing because i had been dealing with it for mm-hmm. so long um, then you're the only one that's actively dealing with it yeah and because just, he doesn't have to yeah well because it, it's very easy because i mean i've been in that too where you're going through it and you're like well i'm dealing with it like you know you don't want to feel like other people are dealing with it well yeah i'm sure he said that he was like really sad and really suicidal and all those things but at the same time you're also not dealing with it. yeah at the same time it's not how am i supposed to know that if nobody says anything and if you're not actively Mm -hmm. seeking help and if you have mental health issues that are known you should always actively be seeking help and I was. He asked me to get into therapy because I didn't. I had like anger issues, and it turns out I needed to be on some medicine. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, I started taking new medicine. I started going to therapy. I started doing what he asked me to do, and he did not do the same. Yeah, you took responsibility for your mental health. And, like, at the end of our relationship, I stopped cleaning, so the house literally looked like a hoarder's den whenever I left, and I just Mm -hmm. fucking left him in it. But for me, it was, you know, a little bit of bitterness towards the person who wasn't financially helping and wasn't helping me around the house either, so. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to like portray everything in a very you're doing unbiased yeah. way. But... And I can tell it's like I don't know. We yeah no, we don't have to keep going with this. I th- oh, I no, just fine. I, I mean, love hearing I love hearing about stuff like that because it always gives me some kind of insight on like because like I said, I mean, there's all these things, but one, how could you have known? Like you couldn't have known that he was a friend fucker that he and he might not even have known. No, it's all these things that like I love that we've labeled him the friend fucker. <laughs> it, it is well, he I labeled knew, or is I knew it he a, was a friend a fucker fact? because yeah. he fucked me, right? Right. But he said that it was like, you know, he said yeah, yeah that he had been in love with me the whole time, mm-hmm. that he had written this song about me before. Yeah. Um, we even met, and I'm wondering what stories he's telling her because I know she's had a crush on her for a while. Yeah. Um. But I think, honestly, you know, when it boils down to it, that uh, they're both kind of like poor, starving artists Mm. and into punk and I think maybe value the things that they bring to the table personally a little bit more than what maybe Kyle and I did for each other. Right. Um, So I'm not shitting on the fact that they're probably a really good pair. (laughs) Um, and them. they might Thank they God. might like be really successful, and I'm happy that they found their people. But it's just like we were best friends and spent all of our time with each other, and thought we were getting married, which might to him not be a big deal, but to me is the first time mm-hmm. that I've ever experienced that. Yeah. Um, and for me to find out through Instagram was just kind of a slap in the face after like all this shit that I've dealt with in the last year. You know? Yeah. I think to like, yeah, to start your downhill, like not getting into grad school and then it all just. Well, it was even worse before that. It was like, like, I don't even know how much detail that I need to get into, but we were just like not making good choices. Yeah. And, um, those choices that we made together had vast repercussions in my life because I had been single for a while and really built a life for myself and lived alone um, and had friends and activities that I would do like I would go to like a certain show once a month I would go out to the bars every Wednesday for Wednesday night band you know like I had a life that I had built for myself so um, his life with his wife ended and he didn't have a life to lose. Yeah. But I lost my entire life in that relationship. Wow. Um, I moved to a new place. I don't talk to any of my old friends, really, because they're mostly going yeah. out friends. But yeah. there's been, I don't know how much I want to divulge in here, but there's been <laughs> um, a lot of trauma associated with that relationship, maybe on both parts, you know, I'm not even going to not take responsibility for being a cunt at some points. Cause I'm mm-hmm. sure I was sure. Um, but there's a healthy level of responsibility that yeah. comes with being in a relationship sure. that I think that yeah. you're 
No, you're doing a really good job, especially for this being very fresh. I think you're doing. A yeah, really... it's like a month or so. Yeah, or no, you're you're looking at it with a lot of insight that I think is really hard to get really while you're going through it. So you're already like you're a very self aware person. As Thank it you. Is, uh, I yeah. really appreciate that. It's I been a lot really of work. therapy. Yeah, I was which... saying. Yeah, <laughs> most people that are in therapy or have been through therapy know how to recognize. Yeah, I mean, I maybe am not even doing that good of a job from his perspective. And that's... You know, he doesn't respect Mm -hmm. me. (laughs) But, and that's, like, always one of those things that, like, I look back on with, like, exes that fucking hated me (coughs) after we were done. And I was like, you know, like, I know that in relationships, I, I do everything I can. It sounds like you did, too. Like, I think at the end of the day, like... It's hard because you yeah. want to you want to put that blame on yourself for like I should have known I shouldn't have loved them the way I did but like that speaks to who you are you know that speaks oh, to your yeah, heart. Oh yeah, I don't feel and, I don't yeah. feel like I don't I don't necessarily feel like a victim or anything. No, but, but I think does, a lot of traumatic things yeah. did happen, and I think that um, he made me feel more loved than I've ever felt in my entire life. Wow. But it wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. And, that's and that's the problem. Ho- yeah, that's not always really Because healthy. of his mental illness, I really believe, I don't think it's a choice on his part, he just fucking disappears. Oh, wow. And is not the same person at all. Mm, yeah. It, wow. He's like void of like feelings mm. or something. Yeah. No, I, I don't know how to explain it, but like he's either like a hundred percent all there, yeah, or he like kind of doesn't care that you you know it's like a convenience. It feels like it's a convenience thing versus like yeah. enamored, and mm-hmm. it like is so quickly how it slips into almost a convenience thing, and it's about. And maybe it's good that they live in two separate places, but I think it boils down to the amount of time that he'll spend with somebody because he doesn't have anything else going on. He'll just spend, you know, days every yeah. single day with each other and oh shit like that. Yeah. And I did it too, you know. Yeah, well you get once you get into that kind of like it's almost like an addiction. Like you get into them and you're Well, like, it's a convenience thing. It it's like I want somebody h- home when I'm there, you know. Someone's like, here to help me. I always kind of feel like it's like cuz I've done it I've done it before. I won't say that I've never been this person. That's like I never let it get to a relationship, but you know, you're basically using someone for like your hits of serotonin. Like, you're kind of with that person. And mm-hmm. that's a really hard, like, thing when especially pe- – I feel like a lot of times people that kind of move fast, really fast like that and don't hurt in the process, they're not replacing – a lot of times they're not replacing the – the um, what am I trying to say? Like, they, they're replacing the person, you know what I'm saying? But they're going after some the, their own feeling – it's not who they're with. They don't care about what it is. Yeah, they're chasing that, like... Mm. Yeah, this I did is, tell this him that I felt I like a rebound, feel. almost. Yeah, like, this is <laughs> what I need to feel to feel good about me, because I'm not fucking doing anything. So I need someone, because if I'm not being validated, then am I even doing... Is he even doing anything with his life if someone's not validating him? Oh, okay, him? I you see what, what you're saying. saying. Yeah, 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 maybe, and then whenever I would, for... like, realize that he's not mm-hmm. doing anything and stop validating him, the relationship would go downhill. 
Because yeah, you start maybe. calling him out on his fucking shit. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you're not actually what you say you are. You're actually fucking lazy and not, you know, dealing with your mental illness, whatever, whatever that means to you. It's not cutting it. And that's upsetting. Like, I mean, and I know. Well, it's like a choice, you know. Like, I say, it's I know fucking, you. It's hard yeah. to get out of bed every it day. It fucking breaks my goddamn heart to get out of my own bed. And it sucks to go to work. Mm-hmm. And it sucks to change my clothes and shower and fucking brush my teeth. And sometimes I don't even understand why I continue to just do the same things that I do every day to get by. And sometimes it feels like I'm paddling above water, but but you're still. I doing have it. a will to live. You I are guess. Still doing yeah, it. I don't. And I he, don't understand. People you know? do not. And if truly, like I said, if that's what you want to do with your life, that's on you. But don't. Or he just feels comfortable because he's always had a safety net. Yeah, he might not. Even, I mean, we could give him the complete benefit of the doubt and say. No one has ever told him that this is a fucking issue. These questions. We should. I'll text him. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) like, hey, remember the last time we talked and it was really cool, and then all of a sudden you weren't in my life anymore? Come be on my podcast. I can grill you. No, I mean, I wish. I really wish him all the happiness because obviously, that's all you. What I wasn't doing wasn't giving him happiness, and it was making me unhappy. Mm -hmm. So, I don't. I'm not sad that the relationship is over at all, like, in that way. I just think that it was really big for me to be vulnerable enough to get to that place with somebody. Um, yeah. And I'm just, like, not sure. Like you well, I'm just not interested of... in doing that right now. Yeah. yeah. that I think that's really what's come out of it. But I'm not, I'm, like, happy that, you know, he's probably, like, doing a bunch of fucking Adderall and feeling super in love <laughs> with some new bitch but like yeah. you know like that's fun and like that's, new love's yeah. great and you guys seem like you're a good pair so like good for you like I'm not upset about any of that I'm just like you know I always feel weird when people throw people that they used to date in the trash yeah I you know really I've hate never that understood that we shared something together we were best friends we yeah. loved each other like Acknowledge that should that be uh, something on. we should mm-hmm. be friendly, you know. Yes. Like nothing mm-hmm. bad happened. We literally had a phone conversation. I mean, I could have handled the way we broke up this last time better, but it was just seemed very obvious to me that like when you have a conversation and one person says they want to get married and have kids, and the other person says that they don't think they want to do that, then you're probably you're not probably compatible. not going to be together yes. anymore. Yeah, you probably shouldn't um, be. If, yeah, and I was just like so crushed by the. Whole whole thing that i couldn't even handle talking about it with him in person so it was just easier for me to do it over the phone um and not like flip out you know to kind of disassociate a little bit and maybe that was fucked up on my part um and maybe that's why he doesn't respect me you know um but i still i i think we we said this but i i still don't even agree with that because i think that I mean, maybe I'm too hard on myself. I definitely think I think we all are mm, a little yeah. too hard, but I just try and understand things from people's perspectives. I do know? too, and I think a lot of times I think the the people that don't always kind of take advantage of that. Well, like you can see things from my side, so you should be seeing them from my side. Right, right. Get, well, and it's I hard to that. see things from people's sides yeah. in the moment. Oh, for too. sure, for sure. <clears throat> it's a it's all a growing experience. That's the I don't know. I'm proud of you. Oh, You're thanks. making it though. 
I'm digging myself out of a hole, and it's um, a very deep hole, and I'm having to do it in some weird and interesting ways. Um, But I'm ready. I'm ready to, like, start living again, and I think maybe Corona is making things feel like that, but, like, I'm ready to... Yeah. You know? I can see that. Like, maybe I need to start opening up to the idea of, like, dating or something. I don't know. I've, I've literally canceled all my plans this weekend and sat in my bed and did nothing but hang out with myself and sleep. So maybe I, maybe I'll just keep doing that because it seems to be working out for me. I have, um, I don't know. I think as I'm getting older, I'm trying to find that balance. I'm like, am I an extrovert? Because I really also love not talking to people Amniavert. a lot. Amniavert. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I've never heard that. Yeah, you have to have recharge time. You like social interaction, but you have to recharge during the... It's basically being both. Interesting. Yeah, no, I had, mm-hmm. I had always considered myself an extrovert, except in the last, like, year, year and a half. You could just like, be getting cool. older. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I think I know myself. I think I know. I'm like, okay, I can't... I, I know what I like. Like, I... I don't want to do, I don't even care about dating a lot because I'm like, unless you want to do the things that I want to go do, like, I don't really want to do it. I know it sounds fucked up, but that's where I'm at right now. Well, there's a lot of men who will do the things that you want to do. Where the fuck? Hello? Hello? You need to read this book called Ho Tactics. Free plug. Ho Tactics. My hairdresser, who is amazing, and I love her, uh... Would you like to plug her? I plug my hair. Yeah, Kendall. She's in Norman. Oh, yeah, Kendall. I don't remember her last name. Kendall and Norman. Because I plug my hair girl on here. Um, Um, But she told me... You gotta find good hairstylists, man. I don't know why that that shit's hard, but I've been with Shelby for, like, years now. I don't think I'll ever leave. Kendall Doing Hair is her name on Facebook. Kendall Doing Hair in Norman. And she's at Rock, Paper, Scissors... No, Hair I bar love, I on campus in Norman, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. Anyway, she told me about this book, and she had just gotten out of, like, we've been, I've been going to her for several years now, um, and she had just gotten out of a divorce herself, and so she read this book, and it's called Ho Tactics, and it's just about how to kind of value yourself, and sometimes women you know, he almost puts a monetary value to yourself. Like, it's easier to value yourself monetarily than it is intrinsically. And I feel that. And I think that's why it connects with a lot of people is, like, it kind of teaches you to, like, no, you should be mm-hmm. you should be expecting somebody to take you out and pay for your drinks. Yeah. Like, as backwards as that sounds, yeah. they're paying for your time because you're somebody who's very interesting, very fun, and um, your time is valuable, and what's the value, you know, of, I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, selling this wrong because it sounds very, like, uh, <laughs> 1920s or it kinda whatever. D- it kind of does. Like here, um, But it's not like that. It's almost like a book on how to uh, catch a man. It sounds like it's like how to touching value his arm, yourself. laughing at his yeah. jokes. Yeah. You know, like Ooh. it gives you hints, not hints. I keep calling these things hints. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to like read tips. this book now because now that it's been recommended, I want to give a full review. Yeah, I feel like just this do is the audio book. The guy choices. is funny. 
Um, oh, there's a guy reading it? Yeah, a guy wrote it. That's what I'm saying. It's a oh. guy's tips on how to get guys. Oh, that's and genius. It's, and it's like whether you use it to be a full-on sex worker or whether you use it to find a husband, you use the same tricks Men, of the trade. You have, you have been outed. You have a traitor, a fucking mole yeah, giving you away do. your secrets. Yeah. I'm fucking reading this. So I'm going to give a review. It's really good. Yeah, we can. Oh, yeah. I'll listen to it again um, or get the actual book because I actually haven't read a book in a long time. Um, I've Love listened that. to a lot of books but haven't read them. Oh my god, um, the Halves Book Club. Yeah, and we can talk about it. But yeah, it's and pretty down. it was like something that finally taught me to like, oh shit, like not saying that men have to pay for women's time. I'm not saying that at all. But it was like putting money to it almost like made me value myself more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like whenever there's something tangible in front of you, mm -hmm. like, no, my time is valuable. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know how to explain it, I guess. Well, I would kind of think of it. It was just it. like helpful to like, yeah. it's like a story problem when you're doing math, mm -hmm. right? Like whenever um, you can see two plus two written down on a, on a sheet of paper. But if you say there's two people who walk into the <laughs> store, you know, and yeah. two more people walk into the store. It was just like a, an easier way of learning how to value oneself to where money right. isn't associated with it at, really at all. That's not the point of it. But it's really kind of just teaches you how to. That you're not a freak. Yeah. No, I would think of it in like, because when you're explaining it, I'm thinking about it in like, well, you know, when you look at like resumes or when you're building like a job, yes. you're like, well, I didn't do anything at my last job. I just went to my office and I fucking type shit sometimes. Like that's how I, f I, how I felt at every single thing I've done professionally call it like everything but i know that's not true that's not true at all like i helped coordinate things i helped plan like events i helped coordinate like x amount of people you right. know like you you're like you're tangibly right. giving like the the what do they say like quantify like quantifying your your achievements you mm -hmm. know you're saying like actually you are a funny person like <laughs> you have a fucking college degree you're actually a fucking chemist like if you want I don't me. even remember how to do any of that stuff anymore. I mean, to be honest. It doesn't fucking matter because there's so <laughs> future jobs. Don't like... listen to this podcast. <laughs> I am a okay. It's I'm called business administrator. <laughs> <laughs> Ho tactics: How to mind fuck a man into spending, spoiling, and sponsoring. And it doesn't matter if they're spending, spoiling with love or with actual money. Does that make sense? Yes, it's getting what you getting want what you out need yep. out of a relationship. Genius. And, um, yeah. I'm very I didn't even finish excited. the whole book, but I was, like, pretty really? amped on it. Yeah, I'd go to the gym and I'd listen to my fucking audio book as I'm, like, working <laughs> You're, like, getting out, sexy, like, oh, Getting sexy, learning about how to be sexy. Because I was awkward as fuck. I had no friends, really. I was grounded all the time. Yeah. Like, did not get a chance to socialize, like, at all. And, um have a personality disorder. So it's even more difficult yeah. to, like, find people who I even want to open up and connect with. And so uh, it was really a good book to have for somebody who's awkward as fuck and, like, not good at dating at all. Like, gave me a lot of confidence going into dates, and now I'm able to do 
you know, what I do. Yeah. Do the do the things. Do the do things, things that, I do. Do the things that we do. Yeah. Even though I'm still super nervous before I go into a first date. I hate first dates. Yeah. We can talk about that. That's a great, great next podcast topic. Yeah. First dates. I know. We could just go on forever. I could talk we? forever <laughs> about fucking first dates. We could go the rest of the night. Where's the? We're running out of box wine, Alexis. <laughs> we need more before we get one. I haven't first drank dates, any so. box wine. Why? Por qué? Because I'm oh, sick. Oh, you feel bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sick. Yeah. Well, thank you for doing Name this that with movie. me. Even though you're sick. No, Alexis also bought me dinner. It, it was so fancy and delicious. God. She bought me fucking steak. I bought myself crab legs. Whenever I texted you? you and I was like, hey, what do you want to eat? You and didn't text already... me back. I was like, okay, I'm going to give her a good, th- a cool 30 minutes. And if not, she's not awake yet. So um, I'm like looking through and I'm like, what's like the fanciest thing I could get myself? Crab legs. Crab oh, legs. Yeah. yeah. How were they? They were delicious. Where were they from? They were king crab legs. And the, the things were like this big. I'm not joking. Oh it was like a God. full baby arm size. I'm not being dramatic, but a baby arm baby section arm of crab, crab that legs. they had pre-opened for you, which mm. was very fancy. Um, and mm. it came out all in one thing because it's pan fried after they boil it. And so it's like kind of like... You know, it's more cohesive yes. as a unit because it's been fried. Um, and you just, like, dip the little baby arm and, mm. in, the, in butter. In the sauce. The buttery sauce. Where mm. where did you say it was from? Sushi bar. Oh, sushi bar? Mm-hmm. Nice. Sushi bar. Yeah, it was really expensive. Mm. But um, I worked really hard this weekend and mm. made a lot of money. So I was like, so I haven't splurged on myself in that way in a long time because you deserved it (laughs) you're a queen alexis well hopefully i'm gonna wrap it on that fucking crab legs from sushi bar that's the (laughs) we're like most of our podcast now is just talking about food (laughs) i know we should actually do like um a youtube channel where we mukbang where we mukbang i'm sorry what it's where so like millions of people watch people eat and it's like really helpful i watch people eat sometimes whenever you wanted to end the podcast but here we go no what are we on like an hour and a half i don't give a fuck this is important um so it's called you know people call it mukbang 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 um and it's where you eat on camera and a lot of people with eating disorders will watch somebody eat on camera it's nice to have somebody to eat with, to eat with. and i didn't oh know God. that was a thing but i've been using it for that because i've been trying to gain weight yeah. and so like force feeding myself to eat multiple times a day and big meals and all of that stuff isn't that easy so that is fascinating that people yeah, would will it, like, people would are really look, famous trisha paytas strangers uh nikocado avocado there's another one called susan or Susie or something like that i don't know i'm not super big into to into the community um (laughs) (laughs) fuck off (laughs) it was so serious though until corinne starts laughing (laughs) there's a community for fucking everything i'm gonna go follow this hashtag it's a really big it's a really big thing and Mm. i've also thought that we need to start filming us doing this podcast we do we're just 
if if you want to know what we look like right now, we're in onesies. We're really cute. We're adorable as yeah. fuck, but we got a, a strong ass onesie game going right now. Yeah, we do. The haves are bringing it. No, I do. There's a lot of things that I'm looking into this podcast. I'm like, I'm trying to see where my efforts are best allocated because youtube is a lot of work is the other yeah part. youtube though podcasts are becoming the most popular thing on youtube on youtube mm-hmm. so it's got yeah. god i fucking hate YouTube. and then we can do eating videos where Pretty, we yes yes i'm yeah. totally down i love man there's some shit i love it's food man all right well i will end yeah, on we should that end it here. that is check out our YouTube <laughs> check on our coming soon yeah, YouTube or d- yeah. whatever comment that you can the do. sushi emoji if there's crab legs um comment those there's yeah, probably not a crab leg emoji but <laughs> but yeah uh, get in the comments tell us that you want to hear more ASMR you know the stuff oh, yeah. let me know what you want to hear about we're gonna start doing this more with Alexis mm-hmm. she said two likes it bye so. bye. Oh, boy.